Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, Austin's number one fantasy sports show. It's the Wagner Wire, presented by Audiovisual Consultations. What would you say you do here? I am the eyes and ears of this institution, my friends. The manager of the baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. He's worth a million in prizes. It's our fantasy baseball draft. Your fantasy what? The fantasy baseball. I told you all about this. Got Matsui. All your fantasy sports updates. It's a numbers game. Now, the host from the East Coast. Here's Wags. That was pretty classy. You know what time it is? Nine o'clock in the morning. Where are you going to be on the horn airwaves? It's the Wagner Wire, 1049-1019 AM1260. You stream it live at hornfm.com. Myself, the Smash Simmons, and Ty Henderson. Well, Ty's not here today, but we got Eric Kruger behind the glass who refuses to live in the Twitterverse. But, I mean, he's all over. The, he's everywhere else. He's behind the glass. Say hello, Mr. Kruger. Hello, Mr. Kruger. Uh, he's also <laughs> in your dreams, Freddie's going to get you. No, it's Mr. Eric Kruger, the savant of music, the savant of culture. Oh, it's going to be a good one today. We got um, Keenan Womack checking in with us around 9.30. He is en route to the Final Four in the Natty, the national championship down nice. in Houston. So is he calling in? He will be calling in. I'll be uh, giving you his number. Or he'll be calling you, so I'll give you his number just in case he doesn't He doesn't call in. And then, um, you we also have, have a number to the bat phone. Correct. And we also have... A return of the long lost pro. Well, can you call him prodigal son or can you call him probational son? Because he just, <laughs> he just got out of jail. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's Al Walsh. I was going to say April Fool's Day. Yeah, was April, yesterday, right? yeah April Fool's. Yeah, we can't get away with the April Fool's, belated April Fool's. Um, but no, Al Walsh is definitely coming on. And I was messing with him. I was just like, so, I mean, how was that hiatus? Like, what, was it rehab or was it jail? And he's just like, neither, man. I was down in Florida playing golf. So. Sounds like a pretty good rehab. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but actually, he was doing a lot of writing uh, for Caesars, so he could like he like he was tied up all March Madness, man. Um, That's awesome. And though. he and it's great that he was also getting. You know appearances on other stuff. Like he was he was too busy. So that's uh, that is a really good feeling for my friend Walsh. Oh um, yeah, definitely, man. I know he's been grinding fri- too. Our friend Walsh, our friend Walsh. But yeah, it's uh yeah. it's really cool when you get to see like some of your friends that have been doing this for so long 
and then all of a sudden like oh something clicks you know what i mean or, or they're heard somewhere you know through somebody else's ear or uh through another word of mouth like oh you gotta check this out man this guy knows how to chop it up real good they get like these little segments and that's why i that's why i send the segments of all my interviews to all my my guests right like here um you know throw this out there on on your website or whatever you know promote whatever you have to because it was a great interview it it's it's stuff like that that keeps it going like when you and when you get that breakthrough and you see your regardless if it's yourself or if it's just your friend you're just so you're you're happy because it's just a a shine of light it's that beacon right it's like huh, we've been we've been rocking through this desert for for a while, man, and there's that beacon of light. It just so happens to be Vegas. Oh, I'm <laughs> looking for water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not looking for water. I'm looking for Vegas, baby. <laughs> Show me the money, and that's what Walsh found. Like, Walsh is a Walsh is a great writer. He's he's one of the best at what he does, and um, I don't know. He's getting a lot of play over there at C- at Caesars, man. It's just it's good to have him back too. And just to note that he wasn't paid to say all that that came from. No, the yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, that that's what, like I mean, I started this thing with with Walsh yeah. probably what 2015 is or 2014 is when we started you know just spinning oh, wheels and putting wow. stuff together almost a decade almost ago. a decade yeah it's so crazy to think about it is wild dude it is wild uh we also have chris earl um he goes by entourage he is a pro gamer or uh, i guess a, a retired pro gamer um he was definitely in the call of duty circuit uh for and ceo for regiment games for regiment gg so uh, regiment is a community that houses a foundation for veterans that are trying to, um, you know, just live a, a really cool lifestyle and, and try and heal through gaming. And that's what veter- or that's what um, Regiment provides. And we're going to have Chris on to, to talk about his journey and, and what Regiment actually does. And better. And he can articulate it a lot better than I can. Yeah, but very cool, CEO though, for man. It. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's the number one growing community in gaming. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I get that down. And uh, also... Like over the past week or whatever, within forty-eight hours, he had four thousand veterans join the community. Oh wow! So yeah, that's that's a really big thing, and we're we're highlighting that is we you know how we do our champions of community, yeah, champions of the community rather. But we're putting that together in a cross segment with level up. It's really cool when we get to put two segments together here on the wagon wire. So we'll be able to do that. Yeah, too. but see, this is the part of. I think gaming. I'm gonna take a drink real quick. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got yeah. If <laughs> yeah. If you're on the outside looking in, like you don't really game, or you didn't grow up like you know in that type of culture in the gaming culture, but this is where it gets you know. Besides all the stuff that you always hear in the media, where people were always trying to pin bad things on video games and stuff right. like that, this is like the good stuff about video games, where you build a community and you don't necessarily have to meet face to face. Well, that's just it too. Like online gaming has changed the way people actually game i mean yeah because they you build their communities you yeah you games. don't have to sit there next to each other and you know wait for your turn you know what i mean uh like if you're playing you know super mario brothers you don't have to wait till mario dies for luigi to play you know with online gaming you're actually trying to take out the person you're playing or even the person you're playing with or trying to take out somebody yeah. else oh i'm sorry you start are you talking about the new mario movie that that's I, I gonna do be pretty that. that's gonna be pretty cool like at first i was i was reluctant at first and then when i heard like the levels that are actually going to be in the movie it's it's kind of uh i don't know now i'm i'm not gonna go see it in the theater i will definitely wait it i don't know it just it doesn't have that appeal for me to go and one my my son's also 15 so he's not really into it anymore but have you asked him 
No. You never know, man. It's like one of those nostalgia things, at least for me, because I grew up playing like the original Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo. That was like my thing as a little kid. But you're going to, so the nostalgia effect is in, is, it's full in effect. Man, have you movie. heard how high and bright my voice got talking no. about this? No. Like, because it, <laughs> I it, didn't. Nah, man. It's like I have a lot of good memories about playing Nintendo. And it's not just the video games and like the adventures that they tell. It's like what we were just talking about. What's it's your the, favorite Mario game? Uh, that's a good question. It's probably Super Mario World. All right. But if it's not Super Mario World, it's probably Mario 64. I mean, that's a classic. See, Mario Galaxy was really good too. I think I'm. I think I'm the oddball that likes Super Mario 2, which was oh, actually which is awesome. Doki Doki yeah. Panic. That was my favorite as a kid. It's it not even be- really Mario. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at all the, if you look at all of the villains and all the the people you, or all the antagonists you go up against, yeah, it they're completely off trend of all the other Bowser world. Yeah, right? like it's Wart and and a dream. Yeah, it's Dreamland. Yeah. Or not or I forget. No, Dreamland is like Little Nemo's place. Uh this is different. It's I forget what it's called, world. but yeah, it's a dream world. But the thing is the only character that actually crosses over is the shy guy from that dream world. So that's where like Is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one that shy, is Shy Guy in too? Yeah. That's where Shy Guy first appears. Remember they all shy, wear that mask. Isn't Shy Guy in one though? Nah. Shy Guy's not in one? Nah. So Shy Guy's in 2, which is from Doki Doki Panic, right? But then they took that character and they re-implemented it later on down the road in other Mario You're games. You're right. It's not, um, It's just Koopa Troopa. I wasted a lot of time during the pandemic watching YouTube videos, man. That was one of them. <laughs> it's just Koopa Troopa and, um, and the... Uh, well, because there's only a turtle shell. The stump or whatever, like the... And the pow block. But the pow block was in Mario Brothers, the uh, the arcade the, game. Uh, the original, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like... So there's some crossover. In the yeah, because they switched up sprites and stuff to make more sense to make it a more Americanized Mario game. But then, since they had to move on to 3 and obviously the rest of the series, they took some of that... You know, the timeline's all messed up. Like, you know, which which Donkey Kong are we watching in the movie? I think it's the Donkey Kong. Is that Donkey Kong Jr.? Or is, is I that think the it's son? the Donkey Kong that's try, that you're trying to climb the tower to. That's the original. Yeah. No, that, original, that's, that's Cranky Kong, Kong now. Kong. Is it? Yeah, Cranky Kong is supposed to be the original Donkey Kong, the one that you try to oh, save yeah, Pauly from, from. from 64. Man, you're, a, you're yeah. with the lore here. I like that. Yeah, man, deep rapper holes. Man, man, I'm going to like. I'm around. Like, I mean, my. To the latest, I am, yeah, man. I got senses. Gotcha. My goosebumps are, or I got my spidey senses climbing on my skin here. I mean, you're talking lore of Mario Brothers to me at nine, or oh, nine dude, nine oh nine. Like I said, it's like it's not necessarily just the gaming; it's the memories with it. Like when I was a little kid, when my dad would come home, like you know, I was three or four. You know, he'd spend that ten, fifteen minutes playing the game with me, and like you said, you know, you sit there and wait, and take turns, see how things are going. And in the grand scheme of things, I didn't realize what he was doing. Was just building a bond, you know. I thought we were just playing video games, but it's like, dude, I'm almost forty, and I remember that, like clear as day. I was like, dang, we used to do that. Or my uncle showing me, like, you know, Legend of Zelda for the very first time. That was probably my favorite game. Like, not to get full nerd, but Legend of Zelda. You had to draw out the rest of the map. Probably remember? my favorite, and not just that. Like the Lost Woods, you had to do a. a, a a special sequence to get through the Lost Woods. Oh, yeah. That was like when my uncles turned me on to Pong. <laughs> Pong. Pong. So, oh, Krug. Man. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to, to be fully transparent, but Krug's got a, a couple of years on us. Um, 
when was your first gaming experience? Like, what what Pong. console was it? So it, it was, was Pong. Straight was it up? Atari? Straight up, like straight up Atari 2600. 2600. See, I was, uh, uh, the 2600 came out uh, when I was 10, 1979. Okay, nice. all right. So I I found a so 2600 was what I played first, but it was my brothers, my older brothers, who's 10 years older than me. Um, and then I found ColecoVision. Which was my friend's older brother. Horrible. Terrible. Horrible system. Terrible. I mean, it had Buck, <laughs> Buck Rogers, I think, was the only game that was playable. Yep. I, I think. Um, or at least from my memory. And then after that, it was the Nintendo. Like, I, you know, I, I stumbled across Nintendo in 1986. So, I mean, that, and from there, I was I mean, full, full fledged. Like, I was Sega. The, I, yeah. I went Super Nintendo, and then my friend had Sega. So we would swap every. Like every week or so, we would be like, "Hey, you must, yeah, trade out systems." That's what I was just like about that. to say. My cousin had a Master System, you know, before a Genesis. So, like, I had never seen a Sega product until you know I got to play his system, and it was like, "Oh, you got the true two-player experience in Double Dragon. You got to play Shinobi, which was awesome because Shinobi, had, yeah, man, on man. the on the Master System, Golden terrific Axe. part. Golden yes, Axe. they had Golden oh, Axe. The Master System that's before Genesis. Yeah, that's before the Genesis. There is a Golden Axe version for the Master System, but it's better on the Genesis, obviously, because it's almost like a straight up port. Was that still eight? Was that? Yeah, sixteen ma- bit is Genesis. Eight bit was the Master System. What the what the hell was Turbo Graphics? Turbo 16. Graphics sixteen was sixteen bit, but it was, and it also came. You could also upgrade it with what that CD system because it had yeah, a CD add on. You could do that with Sega as well, right? You could because you, you had Genesis. Sewer Rat, yeah, Sega Genesis, but right. Sega Genesis. but it just didn't it didn't work as well as graphically as the as it should have and a lot of those games should have had like a CD quality soundtrack and they didn't. It was like I bought the upgrade. Like on steep, steep discount, and the only reason it is worth owning a Sega CD is so you can play the best home version of uh, Final Fight. Okay, I thought you were gonna say it different. I thought you were gonna say like Sewer Rat or Night Trap. Or something <laughs> oh like that, no, which, Sewer I mean, Rat's okay. I, I, sewer Shark. That's sewer what it is. Shark. That's what it was. That's what it was. Sewer, which I was just. Sewer Shark was all about timing, right? What was the other one? Ground Zero. Oh, it which was, was it, which was very like eerie to think that. A Ground Zero game came out before, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, nine eleven. I mean, my God. You know, I mean, the the foresight there. Well, I mean, coincidence clearly. Oh, are you saying predictive programming? <laughs> and <laughs> like we, we haven't heard that before. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, dude. So, I stunt like I, I was up gaming. For a while, we're talking about gaming, so I mean... I'll, I'll, yeah, you got like three Red Bulls on the table. I was all concerned. I, I was, was like, you only brought one? No, I pulled out, pulled <laughs> out two pulled from, out the kangaroo, from the kangaroo pouch here on my hoodie. But um, I'm playing Valorant until about 4, almost 4 a.m. Actually, like 2.30. Man, but how do your eyes I, not hurt? Then I lay down. Uh, I don't know. I'm used to it. And then, uh, lay, so laying down and watching Futurama. And I was just like, you know what, man? To heck with it. I'm going to... I'm gonna actually start this over because i remember i remember how funny futurama was when yeah. i first started when it first came out like back in the early aughts right and so turn it on and i'm, I'm realizing how many great shows like it first it took me like an hour to actually start watching futurama because i'm just going through hulu and looking at all the good shows that are on everything from fxx yeah it's on hulu and I, it's funny smash because i used to sleep on hulu i was just like yeah 
what do I really need Hulu for? Because I get that package, right? I get the Disney package. Oh, you, that's you, right. It's only five dollars. Yeah, it's, it's five or yeah, it's five dollars. No, excuse me, I misspoke. It's more now. It's ten. It's ten dollars a month, but you get three. You get ESPN. You get uh, or you get ESPN Plus rather, which it's basically. I actually use ESPN Plus more for the article reading yeah, than I do yeah, the that's, watching that's, the stuff. Well, now, now I read the Atlantic. Oh, okay. Or not the Atlantic. Excuse me, the Athletic. I say the Atlantic every time. Um, I, I read the Athletic. Two good publications. Um, <laughs> also, like uh, you get Hulu, Disney, and ESPN for ten dollars. I'm watching Dave. Dave, huh? Yeah, little Dicky. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. So, I, and I, I added to my stuff. I went and added to my stuff. Um, Started watching Gundam, put Gundam back on, mobile, oh, yeah. mobile Gundam. You got that on there, man. You got a whole bunch of really cool anime. There's a lot of cool stuff hidden. Cowboy Bebop is on there. Man, I remember first watching that the first time around, and I was just like, what? What is this? But I'm, like, drawn to it. it yeah. What, what What was the thing on Cartoon Network before it was just Adult Liqu- Swim? It was, was it like- Liquid Television? Or was no, that MTV? That's MTV. MTV. That was MTV Liquid Television. That was like Odd- Oddities. For Beavis and Butthead. Butthead. And uh, Eon Flux. Um, Eon Flux. Boom. Yeah. Eon Flux is another one, yeah. Yeah, but. Charlize Theron. Was it Toonami? Were they the ones that had like the whole like anime block back on the day? Like Ooh. with still Bleach do. and stuff? Oh, yeah. But, but it was more I, common. It wasn't just like relegated to one night back before they had Adult Swim. I don't know. Ah, you, wow. You, you've, you've passed my knowledge. <laughs> and, and the savant's knowledge. But I was going through all those great shows on uh, FXX. Uh, Archer. Oh, yeah. Lana. Hey, Lana. <laughs> yeah, there was a solid, like, half a decade where, like, every Archer reference, like, everybody knew it. And then, in like, like I'm, watching, I'm watching the first two episodes of Futurama, and I'm just like, man, like, Katie Siegel, Katie Siegel killed it. She, she crushed it as, um... Leela, like, Leela, yeah, yeah, she cr- she crushed it, man. Like, what we do in the shadows? That's fine. Yeah, that's an awesome one, yeah. dude. It's it's. Well, I don't know. Futurama is one of my one of one of my favorite. Well, you know, here. you go back and you watch it's that first fun. episode. You it's know fun. that. Um, remember that episode where Nibbler can talk, and he's explaining why Fry ends up. And, in in the future. Yeah, but if yeah. you go back and actually watch the actual first episode, the shadows there. Is? Yeah, his shadow is there. I didn't see that last. I didn't yeah, see that yeah, last go, night when I'm watching it either. No, no, I gotta go back. No, no, go back and watch it. It's actually there. Like I've looked for it before when I've seen like the that's crazy pilot episode. So I'm like, man, they they thought about this. Yeah. Um. Texter says that yes, it is tsunami. Okay. Good deal. How about, six, how about six? How about Terrific sixteen or yeah, dude? Sorry, bonk. excuse me. Text line. Just checking in with you guys. Yeah. Box Revenge, obviously. Box Revenge. Did you watch? Did you play that a lot? E, on the Nintendo, because I didn't have a Turbo Graphics. Only when I, you know, when you would get that rare See, I trip. Yeah, Box Revenge was exclusive to. No, um, they had Nintendo ports. I, I remember Splatterhouse sixteen. Oh, Splatterhouse. Right? That That's right. They had they had Genesis ports for Splatterhouse. But that game that game was hard. No, the best game on the TurboGrafx-16 never was released here, and the only way you could play it, and I actually still have it, is on the Nintendo Wii, and you would have to download it, was um, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. That game is amazing, but it has, like, all the ports are nowhere near as good as the original TurboGrafx-16 version. So Castlevania... Rondo of Blood. Two Simon's Quest Hardest was hell. probably my favorite one. <laughs> That's like the most convoluted or was one. Was it Belmont's Quest? No, it's Simon's Revenge. 
He has to re-resurrect Dracula and kill him again again. in order to break the curse because he's supposed to die. Yeah. That was such a great way. You had to walk through the wall. You had to know to walk through the wall. How are you supposed to know? (laughs) You know, well, I mean, there was nowhere else to go. It was all about exploration. But how did we do it? Because back in the day, you didn't have, did you call the Nintendo hotline? No. (laughs) It was exploration. It was kind of like being, playing um, adventure uh, for Atari 2600. You just to to find the secret room or to find the Easter egg of uh uh God what was Warren don't you, Warren I can't remember the guy's name uh, Warren I played a lot of my youth I'll playing Simon's Quest I still own it so let me ask you this how did you figure out to sit at the bottom of the base of that one part where you can't jump over it and sit there with the orb in order for the tornado to come to take you to the other side because there's dialogue. But, yeah, but when you, this you read the dialogue, so di- poorly. You read you the dialogue. The dialogue, yeah. The the warlord or whatever. Not to get complete nerd on you, but the warlord actually, dude. I, you're talking to a guy that played Zelda over and over again, man. So you took the you took the orb all the way to the left, and then you took the kneeling. Right? It said kneel. It, I'm paraphrasing. It said kneel at the kneel at the farthest farthest portion left or whatever farthest portion. I know, of, but it was left. so vague. And so you do that, and then all of a sudden it just opens up. And then how I found the way to go through the wall, I was just taking the flame whip oh, and, just, just hitting. and just hitting stuff. And yeah. then I was just like, well, if this is different, why is this not registering here? You know what I mean? Just trying to break stuff, right? And then I was just like, well, I think I can walk through the wall. Boom. Now, I have to ask you, when it came to that original Legend of Zelda, did you beat the second quest? I did not. Yeah, I like. I, I hate to admit it. I was like, after I'm, the first I'm not quest, not gonna be the guy that sits up here and says, "Oh yeah, dude, I, I did." No, I did not. Because that would be quite amazing. Because I'm, I don't know anybody personally that's ever beating the second quest. You can actually skip the first quest and just go right to the second quest if you typed in Zelda as your name. Oh yeah, and that's why I, I was like, it was always like a little cool thing to show your friends that they didn't know. But it's like I would never. Krieger, did you ever beat the second quest? Probably didn't play the first. Or what? Quest. Oh. Of Zelda. Oh, I never played Zelda. Wow. Missed out. I just know that's uh, Robin Williams's kid's name. That is true. So Robin Williams, he was probably a fan. Played, yeah. Um, let's talk. Fan, little, yeah. You want to talk a little Final Four real quick before we take a break? <laughs> yeah, um, we're man. Also gonna, we're also going to have Keenan Womack on to talk Final Four. So I didn't want to lost out a little bit yesterday. On it. Yeah, how bad? Well, tough. No, not a whole lot. You know, I was just playing just to play. But I, I definitely got the Florida Atlantic call correct because I had them. You know, they were a plus two and a half favorite, so they Ooh, covered. There you go. Even though they lost. Did uh, you want State to win? Because that would have been icing on the cake. Uh, No, nah, I was really pulling for the, the Bujos. The Trying Owls. to get the nine in there? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think they deserved it, man. They were dogs the entire tournament. And every time everybody counted them out, like they were going to be too small. They weren't going to be good enough. Nah, they brought it each and every time. I didn't think the San Diego State defense was legit until they had beaten Alabama. And as soon as that happened, yeah, when you can like, and Alabama has has NBA dudes. Yeah. You know I mean? So as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh man, the strongest defense is definitely going to win this Final Four for sure. And right now, it's looking like it's going to be San Diego State. No, no matter how bad Connecticut, UConn, UConn, UConn looks so good, dude. And Keenan was all over this man. And, and you know what? There were a few people that were all over UConn before. Uh, going into the, I, to the dance. That's the only reason my parlay didn't hit is because I took Miami. Because I, I, 
I have been utilizing Miami's run in in my pocketbook, to be honest, because they have been doing so well. I mean, so, you can't just score thirty seven in the first half. Was not expecting that. Thirty five in the second too. Like, and, and to Miami's credit, they you know second half they came back. You know they they tried to make a run for it. They yeah. put up thirty five in the second. Oh yeah, they played hard, but it was just the that first half was just too one sided to make up from. Horrendous. And when you're going against great teams like that or good solid teams, like you can't you can't give them that big of a head start. Mm. Absolutely, uh, but who's your? So who's your you, you, state? You like state over yeah. UConn? Man, that's crazy. To, to, I mean, to hear this. How can you not? After last night, it's like, oh wow, they they showed you Maybe, the whole I, resume. I, I don't know. I don't know if I was that bought in on Florida Atlantic. Maybe oh, that's why I, I was. But they but but San Diego State showed you their entire resume in two point eight seconds. They get the key block. They run it down the court. Yeah, you, yeah. they didn't just need in, the timeout. Just in that for those that first minute. Yeah, and, and just to show you that the art of the mid range isn't dead, pulls the up pull up jumper. Yeah, with point seven seconds. Now look, I've already told you last week coming in hot, right? Horrible story for me personally. Just losing out on all those units with point seven seconds left on the clock. I know how heartbreaking it's that can kind of feel. It's a bad beat. But I can't imagine losing a chance to go play for a national championship. On point seven seconds, when you think you have the game won, because to me it looked like Florida Atlantic had the game won, but then you heard that thunk off of the backboard after Hard the block, iron. and you're like, "Oh man, there's a chance!" And they hit it up the court. I thought he, boom. Hit, I thought he hit the rim, is like when he blocked the, when he made the block. I thought he actually hit the rim too. Oh, on um, on the shot or no? Like on when the he block. Went to, when he went to do the block, I thought it was like I I thought that's how high he got up. Oh, you're saying yeah, that he, like like, with like his body? Not, yeah, his body hit the rim. That's what I thought. No, all I, all I just remember is just hearing that that little thunk when you hear it go against the glass, and I was like, "Oh, he got a piece of it." I didn't think he even got a piece of it, and then to take it back the other way, no timeout. How ballsy is that? No timeout. Just going with it, man. Just going with flow. like trusting your players. Yeah, or maybe I don't know. You could also argue that the coach might have not had anything drawn up. Hey, sometimes it's just but best yeah, just to let the universe yeah, go ahead and do a thing, right? I mean, yeah, it's flowing. Just go ahead and let it go in that direction. Hey, we got to go in a different direction, too. We're going to take a break here, and on the other side, we're going to have Keenan Womack on to talk a little bit more about this trip down to the Final Four, or not even just the Final Four. It's the Natty Finals, baby. And Keenan's going to be there. He's going to be breaking it down for us. It's the Wagner Wire, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Stream it live at Hornet to the Wagner Wire. Here's Wags. Welcome back to the Wagner Wire. 1049, 1019, AM 1260. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day out there. It's a little a little gloomy out there. Huh? A little bit of a foggy. We need the rain, though. We, we definitely could use the rain, but it, it gives me a, that Pittsburgh vibe. You know what I mean? If you're always in... We also got sirens out there, so make sure you're slowing down, whatever you're doing. You know, stay out of uh, EMS's way. Whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the police. <laughs> whoop, whoop, that's the sound of the beast. ASR <laughs> one, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Back, bringing it back. Hey, let's uh, let's bring back one of our favorite guests of the show, Keenan Womack, who's actually getting a little bit of rest, and then he's heading down the road, taking a little bit of road trip down to H Town, man, to watch the Natty. Keenan, how you doing, brother? 
I'm great, my friend. How are you guys? We were living the dream, man. Um, having a, a really good morning after watching the uh, Final Four here. And just, um, you know, actually coming to your fr- fruition, like you said it there. UConn taking down Miami. Down go the Hurricanes. And then San Diego State, the Aztecs, buddy, coming over Florida Atlantic. Let's talk about the uh, the first matchup between UConn and Miami. 72-59, to, to 59, uh, the Huskies victorious over Miami there. A, a, a showdown of old Big East rivals. And uh, mm-hmm. it looks like UConn uh, will go on and, and play in the natty today against uh, San Diego State. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not super surprised. Uh, you know, once the Final Four was set, I, I was kind of like, all right, UConn is easily the favorite here. Um, so they have two great bigs in Klingon and Sonogo. They have Jordan Hawkins, who's a first-round draft pick at shooting guard, just an excellent three-point shooter, probably the best three-point shooter in the whole class, him and Grady Dick, I would think. Um, so I wasn't exactly surprised. I thought Miami might put up a little more of a fight, but UConn is just a juggernaut right now, man. They cannot be denied. Uh, they're so good inside. Uh, like I said, Jordan Hawkins can shoot the – shoot the heck out of the ball no question and i just think uconn is gonna have uh they're gonna be partying monday night let's just say that all right so are we taking uconn as it is man even despite that strong defensive showing this entire tournament from san diego state because i was telling wags before i'm not sure you caught that but i wasn't a believer beforehand until they were able Mm -hmm. to lock down alabama and after that i was like the way that this tournament was going, the best defense is going to win this. And it looks like they're the best defense. Yeah, that's a good point. But, I mean, you have to think about Brandon Miller's situation in the tournament where he was basically injured uh, the first three games. He was really bad. I still think he's easily a top-five pick in the NBA yeah, draft. With you. But, um, you know, he's super talented. It gives me it gives me Paul George vibes a little bit. But what has Paul George um, and, won besides an Olympic gold medal? Oh, I just mean as a player. Like, yeah, as a player. Uh, play style and stuff. <laughs> no, he's just talking about like how, oh, yeah, yeah. how like a comp, like a, a good comp to Miller has been Paul George. I know, but I'm just saying that even despite the comp, I mean, Paul George hasn't been able to win anything on his no, own. No, but he's still comparing. He's saying Brandon Miller's a pro ball player. Oh, yes, I understand that. But I'm just saying when it comes to winning a championship, it doesn't give me a strong, yeah. you know, a strong feeling to compare it to Paul George. Fair that's enough. all I'm saying. Fair enough. Oh, for sure. No, that, that's a good point. I just think like, you know, with with Brandon Miller, he's going to end up somewhere with a lot of young talent, um, and I think that he's probably going to fit in wherever he plays. Uh, he's just – I have him fourth on my big board that I made. Um, so, yeah, obviously he's a stud, but the thing with San Diego State's defense, too, is they looked really good the whole tournament, but, like, UConn has not – had any trouble beating anybody. I think last night was their closest game. They won by, what, 13? Um, I, just, I just think UConn's rolling right now. I love Hurley. I think he's an awesome coach and a, and a really funny guy. Like, when he cussed out the ref the other day, like a month ago, that was very funny. Called him a clown. thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, San Diego State does play really good defense, but I, I just think, I just think, UConn can't be denied at this point. I don't know. 
how they're going to guard both of those bigs. I mean, Klingon's an NBA guy for sure, too. Uh, I think he's super good on the switch. You know, he's he's got the size. He's pretty mobile. Not like super mobile, but he's pretty mobile for a no, and, and He comes off the bench, you um, know what I mean? That's the crazy thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's like a thing in college, right? Like, you saw Serge Barry Rice come off the bench. He was arguably their best player this year. Um, I think it was Carr, but um, you can easily make the argument that Rice was the best player on the team. So, you know, it's all about who's getting starter minutes, you know, at the end, who's in your closing lineup. And I think Klingon's in that closing lineup. His stats don't pop off the page, but he's got NBA size and NBA mobility. Yeah, and, and all, like you mentioned, you know, the two big men down low, uh, Sonogo, for, for one, you know, he, he went off last night, you know, 21 points and oh, you yeah. know, 10, that you know, great. 10, or, uh, 10 rebounds there. But, uh, dude, this, like, state, like, as good as their defense is, you know, you want to try and collapse and, and try and control the plate, uh, control the paint and get dominant. And then all of a sudden, um, you, you know, your, your perimeter, uh, your perimeter shooters are just going to, you know, start, you know, hitting their target. So it's a very tough team to guard. You know, the Huskies are pretty, you know, they're pretty dynamic. They're not as dynamic as I thought Miami was, which is just a shocker to see, you know, UConn win by 13. So it's just absolutely oh, yeah, nuts. But... Yeah, UConn just feels like the team of destiny this year to me. I just, I, I'm going to pull for San Diego State because I put a live bet on them when they were <laughs> eight yesterday. Guys, I was like, man, you guys, like, let's go. Playing with the devil here. So it, it, that hit, and then I'm going to buy a San Diego State T-shirt with my winnings, and at the Natty, I will be repping San Diego State very hard. That's what I'm talking. So, what, you going down there just for pl- uh, just for pleasure here, or you know any yeah any yeah, work yeah. involved? No, I'm not even covering. No, I'm not even covering the event technically. I just really, I've never been to a national title game of any sport. I figured it's in my backyard. Why not go? I love it. I absolutely love it there, man. So what time are you taking off and heading down to Edgetown? Oh, probably like late tonight or early tomorrow, you know. I mean, I, I, I work from home oh, for right the most on. part, so I can kinda of go where I go where I feel. But um, you know, I'm going with two of my buddies from college. Um, a third or fourth might join us as well, or uh fourth or fifth might join us as well. It's just gonna be really fun, dude. I just I don't even really care who wins. I just want to be there when a team cuts down the nets. Like that's such a like cool tradition in sports that right. I get to see live. I mean, it's right there. There's no excuse not to go for a guy who covers college basketball for a living. One hundred percent, I'm with you there, dude. I just I can't, you know, and I don't know if it's because Texas, it's the way Texas lost or or what, man. Um, my heart, like it was, it was really hard for me watching the Final Four last night. Knowing that sure. you know, the Longhorns should, I mean, really should have been in there, man. And uh, I don't like, I, I definitely wasn't excited, and that's because the heart's not there, like the intimacy's not there, um, for sure. But I'm, sure. I'm, I still couldn't help feeling, you know, feeling bad, even though you know Miami, you know Miami beat us. I still couldn't fe- help feeling bad for Miami for some reason. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's regardless, man. It's, it's. It's everyone, or it's it's all these kids' dreams, rather, to cut down the nets, like you were talking about, like, and sure, man, just to come up to come up that to come up that short, or to to be short when you're that close to it, man. In the final four, it's got it has to be pain. And I know we were talking about like once you get to the final four, at least you can say, hey, that's a you know that's a benchmark or that's a milestone, that's a staple. But still, sure. it's, it's 
it's got to be agony, man. The agony of defeat, the old Wu Tangs, uh, <laughs> the old Wu Tang bar there. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I mean, the thing I always say when people bring that kind of thing up is like these guys, like they know the risk going in of how much yeah. it's going to hurt if they don't yeah. win. But the the prospect of winning is so nice that it's worth it to these guys, man. They work their whole lives to play in games like this, you know, and some of them are going to lose. It's part of it. You know, as I wrote in an article recently, the season stings, you know, at the end for 365 teams, you know? So, um, only one guy, only one team can really cut down the nets at the end of the season on that Monday night championship game. And, you know, these guys have been doing it their whole lives. I just think UConn, I mean, first of all, UConn needs to be, get, put a little respect on, not you guys, but in general, <laughs> put a little respect on UConn's name, man. I mean, they're a blue blood to me. I mean, yeah. this would be in, ba- in, in basketball, you got Rip, Rip Hamilton and, yeah. and company back Absolutely, in the day. Absolutely, man. Kimball Walker, like, they've had so many studs go through that university, and this is their third different coach in the last 20 years who could win a national title. I mean, uh, you know, Jim Calhoun won and then, uh, Kevin Ollie won. And now they have, uh, uh, Hurley and he's probably going to win one too. It's just like UConn. They just know what they're doing in that program, man. They know who to hire. It's they're on the same page from the top to the bottom. They're just absolutely an elite basketball program that deserves to be mentioned with Duke and North Carolina. No, I agree with you. They're, they're definitely uh, they're up in that, that tier of the pantheon. Uh, Jeff Mudd, one of our texters, says this is also the first um, one of the first times this season that UConn's had their full strength, like full, full complement of players too, which is why yep. you're seeing them so dominant and so late in the season. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you take out that January stretch, I think they lost five games in January because they started off the season like sixteen and one or something, and then they lost. They've like only lost three games five, according to to our texters. They won what? They've only lost three games with their full complement of players, uh, according to one of our texters, right, Jeff right, right. Exactly, they've had injuries all over the floor, and like, what an amazing time to have everybody back! Right, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> It, it's sort possible. of the best time, man. Um, so what's Absolutely. what's uh, what where, where are you going to be sitting? You got decent seats or? Oh no, okay. terrible seats. <laughs> but I don't care. Right. I just want to be there, man. <laughs> For sure. I mean the the NCAA and Houston probably lost out on millions of dollars when neither U of H nor Texas could make the Final Four. Oh, that's true. Um, they were just trying to ship tickets off as fast as they could. Uh, so I got three tickets for like less than two hundred bucks. Oh, that's nice. legit, dude. Yeah, you, I mean you got to go. Yeah. You, you can't you can't skip out Absolutely, on that, man. Absolutely, man. It's you got to right be able there, to take dude. that. This is two and a half hour drive. Like my buddies want to go, and you know I'll definitely write up something about it. But uh, I'm really excited to watch um, a national title game, man. And like I'm gonna rep the Aztecs super hard. Since they won me that money. I'm basically just taking the money I won and buying a T-shirt of theirs with it. <laughs> that's um you know so i i'm just super excited man i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a better game than people think like i don't think uconn's gonna roll i, I see i do line. man i, I think like, uconn's gonna steamroll dude you think yeah yeah they might i mean they totally could what what's the line do you know it, no not yet. i don't think like it's been generated yet or something i don't know if i don't know if the line's been generated like, yet 
My guess would be like six or seven. Like it's gonna be kind of a big spread, I think, because UConn just looks like a juggernaut, man. We shall see, amigo. I like the Huskies, dude. Um, like our, I agree with Jeff Mudd too. I think it's you know the team's been galvanized and assembled almost like Voltron now. Um, it's tough to beat when you're on a winning uh, on a winning slate like this, right? And then when you're at full you know full firing sure. potential as well, um, it's tough to beat. It's tough to battle the bigs inside with the uh, with the Huskies. You saw Miami struggle with that last night, and then. You know, once you do try and dial it in and collapse on the on the the paint, you know the perimeter is going to be left wide open for your sniper. So it's it's just gonna it's gonna be tough. Even though uh, team defensively, the the Aztecs feel like they're a team that can really hone in on defense. I still think there's just too many holes. Mm-hmm. There's too many holes in that defense. Too many vulnerabilities, and uh, you know the Huskies can expose it. For sure, and I think that that game for UConn's guys, since you know I write about the NBA draft as well, and I think that that Miami game was a good indication of how guys can play against an NBA offense because Miami runs like four out every time or sometimes five out. They only have one big. They just surround you with a bunch of shooters and guys who can drive the lane, and that's sort of what proved Klingon to me as like an NBA prospect is that he was super good against a, like a pro style offense and a pro style. Right. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I uh, found the line seven and a half for the first. Oh, hey, I in. said seven or eight, didn't I? Yeah, right around there, man. Looks like we're going to Vegas, buddy. <laughs> Looks like you and me. We're me, you, me, Ty, and Smash. We're going to Vegas there. Hey, man, that's about it. We dude, that's I'm all we got down. for the uh, for the segment, dude. I'd love to have you. Uh, love to have sure, you back man. on in the, in the next few weeks or so, man, to talk a little bit of um, NBA hoops and uh, get you. I don't know if you do baseball or not, but I know you're all over the sports I scene. I love baseball. I can talk baseball. All so. right, Seamhead. Hey, uh, you be safe traveling down there to the H town. All right, we'll talk to you when you get back. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Later, you brother. Fun, Nothing man. to love, man. Nothing to love. And there he goes. You can find Keenan Womack at Keenan Womack on Texas, man. Writing for Orange Bloods. One of the best in the business to do it and one of our faves here on the Wagner Wire. Hey, we got to take a break, too. Don't go nowhere. More Wagner Wire on the other side. Now, back to the Wagner Wire. Welcome back to the Wagner Mar 1049 1019 AM 1260. Stream it live at hornfm.com. And I'm just just telling Smash, we're getting ready for Smash or Pass here. But I was just telling Smash as we're watching highlights of Caitlin Clark just dominate. Um I don't know what it is. Like I've never been more into the women's national championship or final four than I am this year. Like usually I'll turn it on because I want to talk about it. I need, you know, we have to have the content to talk about. Um but I don't know. There's just a lot of flash. There's a lot of flash in the in the. You know what it is? It's people talking trash. It's athletes talking trash, man. It's like Caitlin Clark pulling up from the logo. It's the twins from Miami. You know, um, sitting there silencing the crowd from Indiana. There's a yeah, lot going I, on in women's hoops. I man. think I think it goes to show you why 
stuff like and it's WrestleMania season, why professional wrestling works in cases, and it's because of charisma. story, story, charisma and storylines. It's like we have all these great storylines right. going into the women's national final, right? You have Caitlin Clark, who's been like the most dominating player, who's probably going to make more money in college than she will, unfortunately, when she turns pro next year. And then you got Kim Mulkey, right? Like the the most villainous villain head coach possible. Taking Man, a new team from going from Baylor to LSU. That, and she's got a squad. That Kim Dwayne Mulkey was wearing, Yeah, man. She kind of reminds me of Seth Rollins. So. I mean, <laughs> I thought she was going to fly away there with that one, with those pink feathers on. Hey, but you can get away with it when you're that good. You can rock. Absolutely. That, no truer words. And, and it's like, no I, truer words. I understand people strut. don't like her, you know? I get it. You're supposed to hate I'm her. entertained. I'm entertained. But she's by good her. at what she does. Yeah. She wins. She and that's win. what that's she's there it. for, right? That's it. That's it. When, when her and Ed Ogeron met for the first time, yeah. I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. She, I mean, she she grabbed, she grabbed his hand harder than my granddad, harder than my granddad grabbed mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She's just like, Coach O, I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, there's talk, always. Talk a deeper voice than Coach O's <laughs> there, There's always been a lot of talent in the women's game, but I think we're finally at that point, though, where. There's enough streaming services and there's enough demand that you're finally getting to see the like real stars of the game perform. Yeah, um, and that's what's cool about it. And like I said, I go back to Flash. Like when you can talk, when you usually I'm a I'm one of those people that say you know if if your game's good enough, you don't need to talk. But sometimes, man, I, I do like seeing a little bit of the chirping done. You know, what I mean, it makes it makes it a little bit more entertaining and appealing to me. That's all. Oh no, man! I'm, it's it's sports. It's supposed to be fun. One hundred percent. Thank you. That's it's not supposed to be so serious. You know, what I mean, you're supposed to have. You're it's it. You're doing your passion, right? Man, you're playing. Out your, there, you're, you're playing your passion. There's people out there that can take the fun out of the most joyous things, and they love to do it with sports. That you know, that's 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 how come you get my feelings on baseball the way it is. It's usually like the most drab, of like. See, I'm not a purist, but I don't like the pitch count. I can't stand the pit, the pitch clock, not the pitch count, but the pitch clock. Like I cannot stand it. It, it's it's um, it feels baseball feels rushed. It just feels absolutely rushed. Hey, let's um, Eric, crew, you ready for Smash Pass? That's All fired right. up, baby. Let's hear it. Hey, you're hitting it out hard, huh? I see you're already checking off most of my checklist here. Oh my, I'm sorry, dude. My bad. <laughs> no, man, it's it's Wags. Obviously, there's no we we miss Sam. Shout out Sam. I saw Sam the other day. Oh. He's yeah. doing all right. He's doing fantastic. That's good to hear, man. Sam's a real one. We got Eric Kruger behind Seven. the glass. Eric's gonna play too. Yeah, Eric. If you don't, if you want to play, do you yes, want to play? please you play because you know it, this is a multiplayer game. It's more fun when more people interact, and that goes for you all in the text line out there too. On the Specs text line, you can chime in five one two three three seven three seven seven six because I know you have strong opinions. And uh, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and pick up where we left off right there, Wags. Because I was going to ask you. Now it's baseball season. Smash or pass? The pitch clock. <laughs> and, you, and, and why are Let you? Let me try and draw this out a minute. Pass. And why are you passing on this? It, baseball feels it, one. I, I think it's. I think as a catcher, right? Uh-huh. As a, as a former catcher, I think that's part of the that's part of the game of baseball. When there's a pitcher up there, you know, going through the going through the pitch progressions, right? Going through your your pitch tree, if you want to call it that. Um, but you're also messing with the batter's head. Yeah, like it, it's a mind game. Like, it's are, you, are, you, mind are you going to reverse? Are you going to pitch backwards to this guy um, at this at bat? Like, what? And 
you know, there's a little bit of talk that you get. You try to do the batter when the ref's not like if there's a foul ball, if the ref's got to get a, get a drink or clean his mask off. But you know, there's some whispering that you do to the to the <laughs> batter, or like when you get up, the, what, yeah, the sweet nut, or what, like when you get up to throw the pit, the ball to the pitcher or whatever, and you you know you kind of like uh, you're like oh you're gonna. Should I, should I do the two? Should I do the slider here? Should I do the curve? Should well, I do you don't even have to worry no, about that you now. You just whisper sweet. Th- yeah, exactly. Now you can't get to do any of that because of the pitch. The the um, uh, the pitch the, clock. The pitch clock. But I'm man. saying that you don't I keep saying pitch count. But you don't even have to worry about like calling the game anymore because now that you have those electronic buttons, the pitchers are now pretty much calling their own game. And you're just going to be there to receive it, <laughs> right? But I mean that, and that takes away from the catcher position too, right? Like for me, you know, that was the whole fun of the game of being a catcher because I I like the analytics and I like actually scouting and I like going into the other team's film. Well, like I, I like, I, hell, I think I was, and I'm not trying to like I was not that great at baseball, right? But I was still one of the best catchers in, in around. You know what I mean? I, I would get up, my knees are shot and. Ter- and, and just torn up from it, but I would get up almost at, every at bat and run down the line when the ball was hit to the third base side. Man, like uh, I don't know, dude. It was uh, Wags Reds are not baseball. I don't know what that means. Reds are base. Oh, Reds refs. Are, oh, refs. sorry. Umps. Sorry, Umps, man. Umpires. Yeah. Gotcha. No, you're, sorry, you're right. Okay. Hey, sorry for the technology. You, hey, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what I meant. Umps, the officials. The officials. So, same thing. Referees. Umps. Um. Yeah, I don't even know if I I don't even remember saying refs. Yeah. Thanks for calling but, me out. Yeah. I appreciate it. But Go I on. mean, personally, as a broadcaster, I'm digging the new rules. I mean, games are supposed to like games actually well, take yeah, you longer. Want to be, you want to do your closing call and get yeah, the hell out. But of games it. were taking longer. See, I disagree. But games were actually shorter in the 80s and 70s and 60s than they were in the middle of the 90s and early 2000s. The game actually took longer. Games at one point in the 50s and 40s were under two hours. Or to two hours and 30 minutes on average. So, like, this is all bringing it back full circle. And I love having this controversy because it actually makes the game somewhat fun again. Because now everybody has to readjust. It's kind of like that first time in soccer when FIFA adjusts the rules and goalkeepers... No, goalkeepers were no longer allowed to pick up... The yeah, ball when it was have, kicked back to them, yeah. they had to learn how to play with feet, feet. Yeah. And, and, and we're seeing, you know, it's going to make some people upset, but we're going to see an adjustment, and it's going to be better for the game overall. Kruger, you got any feelings about this by any chance? I like the clock. Okay, I'm, I thought it was I, too. I thought, it, yeah, baseball is too slow. Yeah. Especially when you're uh, see, this when, is also, uh, you're, you're also running. You're producing. When you're running a producer yeah, a baseball producing, game. You're producing a game <laughs> yeah. there. Kruger, Anything to so, speed so, it up. Yeah, both you guys have bias here. So I don't know. Um, like as I'm not like again. I I said I am not a I'm not a purist at all, at all. But still, like you already put the we we, we already got a runner on second in extra innings, and now you know. I'll but okay I like the that. runner on second. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Hey, hey, look. <laughs> we don't need to I go I'm not a purist. I'm not a purist, but it sucks. Hey, one time I had to do a Round Rock Express game, and we went five hours, twenty-five innings. Hey, yeah, twenty-five innings. I share those same war stories because (laughs) I had Mike Caps too, buddy, and I took a dump right there where you're sitting at in a trash can, which is no longer here. I had to throw the trash can out. (laughs) Been there, been there. Yeah, I know. I know. Story. It's that's the story. That's the hardships. I know. It it sounded like hard other stuff. Hardships. I mean, dude, and I had and I and I had the shift. I had. Not only that, like I had Bucky and Aaron the next morning, right? So I had to air that. I had to air that place out. There's no, there's no, there's no window back can't there. Open up. Yeah, there's can't no open window. window. Oh wow, and, we're getting and, the and, and caps don't take caps don't take breaks. Oh, I know he doesn't. 
let me tell you how this is going to yep. go, partner. And like, it's a one way conversation. You oh, know, yeah. I was new to the yep. industry, man. I didn't do, I didn't prep. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no, oh, man. man. That got deep. All right, all right. I'll keep it light here. Okay, so there's a food company that says that they were able to make a meatball from the DNA of a woolly That's mammoth. That's a good meatball. That's a good meatball. Of a woolly mammoth, right? Woolly mammoth. Of a woolly mammoth. Ain't they been in like... Yeah, they've been extinct. Smash or pass eating a woolly mammoth meatball. I'm good. I'm going to pass on the alkaline. I mean, it's going to taste like meat, I'm assuming. A will Smash. No, come on, man. I don't put anything in the mouth. You know that. I put Red Bull. Now, I'll I put was going to say, Bull. you're drinking all those Red I'll, Bulls. I'll put, I'll put some Red Bulls. <laughs> can, we, can we take a look at the chemical <laughs> makeup of that stuff? <laughs> there it goes. One more. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll put that in my body, but I won't put anything crazy in my body. I mean, I'm sure you've had fast food. I mean, food. this is already documented poison. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> but but you're saying no to the woolly mammoth I'm, like, I'm saying meatball? no to the woolly mammoth meatball. I'm saying no to something that's been extinct. That's something that's been in the ground and But maybe it's extinct because it tasted good? Where are you going with this I'm just saying, here? man. I don't know. I never had woolly mammoth. <laughs> are you not like a foodie? You live How do you in Austin? know you've never had woolly mammoth? Because it hasn't been around. Now, maybe or we've had it? part of like or an ancestor of Woolly Mammoth. Or that might it? be one thing. I'll even get on your level. Has it been around? We just haven't known it yet because people don't want it to go away. I mean, I think it's existed. It's already extinct. It's kind of like Jurassic Park where it's probably been stuck in the amber. That's where I, that's where I was going with this. Like the J, like the J Park field, the J Park yeah. vibe. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to draw like the Woolly Mammoth, you know, juices out of that out of that stone, I out mean, of that crystal. It's, it's man-made. We're already where eating man-made stuff. With this? And just, this is crazy. This is just like stuff on the internet, where, man. Where, I don't where, make this stuff where up. Where in the clouds were you when you thought of this? Nowhere. I was <laughs> just scrolling. Krieger, how do you feel about this, man? Smash your pass eating a woolly mammoth meatball. Oh, well, I'll pass on that. Why? Why? Yeah. Because you don't know what kind of pathogens that they were ex- exposed to. In the ground. Like, we don't even I mean, germs, all the, all the nastiness. You we're, wanna, we're discovering new things today yeah, from the from people. the uh, rainforest that we keep. I'm sure that your meatball these... will be pasteurized. You know what I found out about the <laughs> but Amazon? Maybe, but see, certain things maybe can't be pasteurized. There was like a real civilization in the Amazon. Yes, there was. Yeah, at cities. It's like before, and, and the Amazon's only like that because the cities got annihilated by war. And disease. And disease. disease Correct. Yeah. Oh, when the conquistadors came. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The dirty Europeans yeah. came. Crazy, yeah. man. Just crazy. And you know, I have a college education that I paid for, still paying for, <laughs> and I can't remember. I can't remember my education at all. Any of it. It's government. No wonder. Let me go ahead. Let what me, you got? Let me get to some movies real quick here. So, uh, make That's this a good easy. meatball. Longhorn and Lubbock. That's a good meatball. Yeah, would you eat that meatball? Woolly Mammoth Meatball. I want to know out there. 512-337-3776. I just want to watch you eat it. It's my favorite part. I want to see you eat that mammoth ball. <laughs> oh, man. I think I would smash on it. If that I'm was like the last dog. thing of, of, of meat available, I I'm definitely passing. would eat it. I'm out like the trash. You can eat rat instead. It's gonna be like Demolition Man. No, I you can- see any hamburgers around here? I'll eat kangaroo. <laughs> you know the the kangaroo meat that's served at you know all the fast food restaurants and stuff. Oh, the wagyu. Yeah, well, whatever it is. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it's gonna go up in price in like another twenty years here when it comes uh, less viable. Be drinking beef ju- beef, beef juice, juice from a from a, a bag or whatever. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you this. Smash or pass keeping the Brian O'Connor character, who was Paul Walker, alive Mm -hmm. to finish Fast X? Because that 10th one is.